I worked for more than two decades face-to-face, one-on-one with either individuals or couples who were preparing for retirement or were actually in retirement. And despite the fact that you would think that this, uh, the whole concept of retiring is a joyous and, and pleasant one, the reality is that there are a number of fears that are consistent among people who are preparing. And I sort of highlighted some of the more common ones that I saw over all those times. And I'm going to share those with you in this video today. If you are at the point where you're getting ready for retirement, you probably share some of these concerns. Hopefully I'll give you some things to think about today and maybe some, you know, clear your mind or clear your thoughts or give you some peace of mind um, going into your own retirement. Before I dive into this list of these common fears, I would like to remind you that the first link in the description below is for our investing academy. Now let's move on to fear number one that I heard over and over from my clients and that was the fear of running out of money. The reality is that most people will be retired for decades and yes, uh, there is a challenge of during your working years, in many cases, accumulating sufficient assets that will provide for you for all those retirement years. And it's really important uh, going into this that you kind of understand how the math works. And it's really good to have a solid understanding of what you're going to need for your retirement. And you're going to hear all kinds of ideas as, you know, different rules of thumb that you're going to need or how much the average person needs. Um, I would say look into what your circumstances are because that's the most important thing. Now, I will start off here with some good news. And if we look at a study that was done by McKenzie Investments not long ago, it shows that in most cases, what you think you're going to be spending in retirement actually turns out to be a higher expectation than what you actually spend. In their study, they said that the average Canadian spent 27% less in retirement than they had originally expected. An interesting stat on here is 34% of Canadians who are working today feel that they'll need to save between $750,000 and a million dollars for retirement, but only 14% of retirees said the same thing. And so what I observed when I was actually working with clients is most people anticipated a higher level of spending than they actually spent in retirement. So I think you can take a little bit of solace in that. Now, I also think it's good to have a buffer. In fact, we'll talk a little bit more about that in just a moment here, but um, know the path that you're on. And what I mean by that is um, do your math, have a plan so that when you uh, get to those retirement years, you can feel secure in your strategy. Now, if you're not retired now, um, there's an opportunity to save more or to invest more. And I would always encourage people, of course, to build up as much of a nest egg as they can. Um, if you are retired right now, you probably have a much better situation, especially if you've been retired for a few years um, of your situation. So if you're worried about running out of money, uh, I guess a solution is if you see that you're on a path where you're you know, wearing through your assets quicker than you'd want, um, sadly, maybe adjust your lifestyle in, in retirement. That's one of the only things that you can do. I want to talk about investing in just a few moments here. And um, you know, we'll, well, we'll get to that when we get to it. But uh, just have a path, have a plan, understand what you're doing. And in most cases, the issue, the real issue of running out of, retire, uh, running out of money in retirement is probably an unfounded one. Now, I would like to move on to the second fear. And this is a fear that a lot of people couldn't really articulate, but I know from conversations um, it's in there. And the fear basically is, well, what if I retire and you know the stock market works against me? And in the business, it's kind of known as sequence of returns. And basically what it says is when you start investing, when you're in early in your retirement years, as we know, if you're an equity investor, the markets are unpredictable in the short term. Uh, we do, we can make pretty logical predictions over the longer term, but imagine you retire and in year one, all of a sudden we have a, a big event like we had back in 08 or 09, or we have a COVID event or hits or something like that. So if you're going to have money in those risk assets, um, you, it, it, this sequence of returns um, is relevant. And if we look at a study here, one of my favorite research sources is JP Morgan. 
And if we look at this study, it essentially on the top part of the graph, it shows three different scenarios. Uh, all of these are over a 30-year time period, and they assume that you're taking 4% out of your portfolio. The blue line at the top assumes that you get off to a great start in your retirement, and the first five years or so have strong market returns. And you can see that despite the fact that the market does move up and down, it's a very solid retirement plan. You end up with sufficient assets at the end of the day. Now, uh, the 15300000 this study was done in Hong Kong. So those are Hong Kong dollars. So um, that's not expected to be Canadian or US dollars in this study, but the concept is the same. The middle or gray line shows that if the first five years of your retirement are average, so a steady four or 5% gains in that portfolio, again, this money will be expected, assuming a 4% uh, initial withdrawal adjusted for inflation, that you will end up with a reserve of funds at the end of the retirement period. And the third line has an unfortunate scenario that no fault of your own when you retire, the markets go on a downturn for the first five years. And you can see that that does sort of put you behind the eight ball and in fact, in the scenario here, you'll end up with about a nine-year gap between ending with funds and running out of money before your before that 30-year time period is up. So if you are unfortunate enough to be one of those people who does retire and you have a significant amount of money invested in equity assets or risk assets um, and the markets do turn against you, a couple of quick things. Number one is hopefully if you have sufficient assets, you have a buffer there, the decline in the market isn't going to you know, put you out of business. Hopefully you're going to have enough room to breathe there that will continue to provide. Or um, in another scenario, it may be possible or maybe um, necessary rather to just cut back on your expenses early in those retirement years. And it's kind of a double-edged sword there because generally speaking, the earlier years in retirement are the higher spending years. But um, in a case like this, if you're living sort of on the edge there with your cash flow in retirement and the markets do turn against you, um, it may be one of those things you just have to sort of bite the bullet and do that. So this, this sequence of returns or having uh, your money in, in, in equity assets uh, just at the wrong time is a very legitimate concern. Now, before I move on to um, the fear number three, which is literally losing your money, I would like to take a moment and just thank the sponsor for today's video, which is Inverse. Inverse is an innovative platform. And you know, when you're going through the research process, typically you have a number of different um, sources that you have to go to to compile your, your, your strategies. For example, you're gonna get ideas from one source, perhaps you go to a second source for the actual research itself, Charting might come from a third resource. And then at the end of the day, you have to sort of tie everything together. And the process can be quite fragmented and, and it can be difficult to sort of organize your thoughts. And that's what basically the main concept of Inverse was, is it sort of ties all these strategies together. When you open their main dashboard, you're gonna get a snapshot of what's happening in the market at that moment, whether you have the major indices along the top, uh, broken down by sectors, if you look down the right side there. When it comes to researching individual securities, I'll just for, use for an example, I'll use Royal Bank along the top here. Now this is where you can look at an overview of the company itself. You have the current charting, you have down the left side or the main part of the screen here, you're gonna have your description, overview, sort of the key facts. Now, one of the most powerful features I like about Inverse is the compare feature here. So if I'm looking at companies and I'm just gonna say, for example, I'm looking at Royal Bank and I wanna compare Royal Bank against its major competitors. So for an example, I'm just gonna compare it to Toronto Dominion Bank. Right now I'm looking at the price to earnings ratio for Royal. I can simply with one click add and now it will compare like companies. You can search for whatever company you want. I just happen to have the five major Canadian banks here. Now, if you want to compare another metric, for example, market capitalization, which is the largest company? Well, I'm just going to type in market cap. It'll bring it down. I can see these two banks in a head-to-head -head comparison. And then I can quickly just add the remaining three large banks as well and get an overview of the whole sector. I just at a glance comparing the market cap in this case. 
So I would encourage you to click on the link in the description below and see how Inverse can help you with your uh, investment research needs. Now, the next item, the next fear that I saw happen uh, surprisingly often was the fear, I'm simply gonna call it losing my money. And this is a real concern and it doesn't seem to matter how much money you have. Uh, there's, there's this fear that what if something bad happens and the money goes away? Um, the issue here, I think, is knowing yourself as an investor. So who are you? And understanding what your tolerance for risk is and how your retirement investments are, are proportioned. Always appreciate the danger of risk in the market. There's opportunity, but there's danger. And you might come to a point, you will come to a point, hopefully, that you have sufficient assets to provide you for retirement. And then you have to make almost a binary choice. And the choice is, um, if I want that number, my nest egg to get bigger, how much risk am I gonna take on to make that happen? And in some cases, the answer is probably no more than you already are because the higher up the risk ladder you go, the more downside potential you bring into the equation as well. And if you're at a, at a position now where you can comfortably live, the question I would ask is why would you put that at risk? It's a human in, uh, tendency, it's an inclination to want more, but always understand uh, your circumstances and you prioritize more for the potential of losing the, you know, or screwing up the path that you're on right now. If you have a, a buffer built in, uh, you have a little bit more room to play there, to play with there. But sometimes people have a gap and uh, it's not uncommon for people who are a little bit below where they want to be to say, I want to take on more risk because I want to buffer that up. Uh, same concept applies there. Again, higher risk, or higher reward, higher risk. So just understand your personal circumstances. A strategy that can be used is uh, what we call bucketing. And if you have, I'm just gonna say $500,000 as a retirement fund, uh, and you're spending you know $30,000 a year from that or withdrawing it from the portfolio, at the beginning of the year, just take that 30,000, strip it out of the portfolio, put it into a cash equivalent type of investment and use that to provide you uh, with your earnings for the course of the year. And then that way you can just let your investment portfolio do its thing, uh, always of course managing it appropriately. Another very common strategy, or sorry, another very common fear that people have is inflation. And especially now, I mean, we're going through a time where it's legitimate to be worried about inflation because even if we look back um, over history where inflation moves up and down, right now we're seeing a spike in inflation and this can, can sort of bring these fears to the, to the forefront of, you know, I'm gonna be decades in retirement and this purchasing power is gonna be eroding as time goes by. And so how big of an impact is that going to have? And just to give you a sense of that, I want to look at a couple of examples. And there is a website you can go on. And if you just Google inflation calculator Canada, for example, it will bring you to a number of different options. But the one I found here, I'm just going to look back here over 30 years, which is a fairly common period of people being in retirement. And we can see at a glance back in 1992, something that cost $1,000 then in 2022 is going to cost about $1,762. And uh, this is looking back 30 years. Obviously, in, in retirement, we're looking ahead 30 years, but the numbers will work out very much the same. But as I mentioned, we're living right now in relatively low inflationary times, or we have been for the last couple of decades. Uh, these numbers might not be that startling, 1,000 being 1,700 now. But if we look back, remember through the 80s, of course, we had much higher inflation. And an example there, the same $1,000 of purchasing power in 1970 in 2000, so 30 years later, would have cost 4,600 and, and change. So you can see that during different economic times, um, these numbers will vary quite a bit. Uh, when you 
make your assumption. I would say be reasonable, but also when you, when you make your assumption as to what rate you would apply as far as inflation is concerned, um, use a reasonable number, um, err on the side of caution, I would say, and don't go with the low, low rate. But also, I mean, I, I mean, who knows what the future will bring. I don't see us going back to these you know, ultra high interest rates like we saw back in the 80s. Uh, but depending on your level of comfort, I suppose, um, you can determine for yourself or the, the planner you're working with as to what rate you want to use to make sure that you have um, that feeling of security that worst case scenario, the interest rates will be lower or the inflation rate rather will be lower and you'll come out uh, further ahead rather than doing it the other way around and coming out further behind. Um, the last fear that a lot of people have in re their retirement years is medical expenses or long-term care expenses. And of course, we can't predict exactly what's going to happen to us from a medical perspective, but we do know um, as we get older, our bodies start breaking down and um, there's uh, more and more conditions or issues that might arise and we need to be financially prepared for those. A double-edged sword is with the advances in modern medicine, of course, um, the medical advancements are keeping us alive longer than we ever were before. So it's great in one respect, if you have an issue, the, the medical system can deal with it, but at the same time, it does add a challenge because now we are you know, extending our lives to the point where we're opening up the opportunity for more medical things to come along. So a couple of ways to deal with this. Number one, is if you're fortunate enough that you have uh, enough savings or enough of a buffer that you can anticipate uh, covering expenses that come along, uh, then that would be um, an ideal scenario, I suppose. Um, there are also uh, insurance ways. There's, there's, you can use a health insurance to cover these exp uh, these expenses that arise in retirement. And I, I'm not in the insurance field, but if you go to a website, which is the CLHIA, I believe that's the Canadian Life and Health Insurance Association. I think it's clhia.ca. You can see a fairly recent study. This is from 2020 uh, with the source being Life Stage Care. Depending on which province you live in, this is a range of what you would expect to pay for either private uh, healthcare or a one bedroom suite in a, in a healthcare facility. So if you are concerned about this being a potential impact on your retirement, you can purchase long-term care insurance. And again, I'm, I'm not an expert in this area. It's certainly something that I, I can't, I don't feel I can provide much value on, but I just want to point out that this is something that's available out there. Uh, do your own research on that or consult with your insurance representative to see whether that's something that is appropriate for you. Those are some of the biggest fears that I heard all the time. And I think a lot of you watching this probably resonate with those. It's important to know that fears are normal. There's nothing uh, abnormal about feeling anxious about these types of things. Uh, the, the key, of course, is to prepare, know your circumstances, and make sure that as much as possible you've dealt or you're able to deal with these psychological challenges that we have when we go into retirement. I would remind you that the first link in the video below is for our Investing Academy. I would invite you to check that out. And I uh, thank you for watching the video. I look forward to seeing you in the next video.